What's up tribe? Uh, it is time for more motivation because our mindset training and uh, I guess the psychology behind all of this is as important as the physical side and uh, one uh, complements the other. So we're going to dive into some pretty cool, a um, little bit of scientific update. Uh, what's going on with the COVID-19 and the SARS-CoV-2 virus and uh, just basically talk about how freaking awesome all of you lot are. Everyone, in case you haven't met, my name is Rad Burmeister. That's my brother Yanni Burmeister. We're the co-founders of Unity Gym and the co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way we get such astonishing results with our members is that we've created a program that has a perfect balance between strength and flexibility. If you're watching right now and you don't believe me, why don't you check out one of our live daily workouts? We stream them live every day at 7 a.m. Sydney, Australia time, where I take you through the workout in real time and you can see how we balance strength and flexibility. Or you can download one of the free blueprints. There's a link in the description for the strength, flexibility, or nutrition blueprint. And as always, if you're not a member yet, you should be going to the UMS Movement Mastermind group on Facebook. It's a free group to join. We do these daily shows that we're doing right now. Where we answer your questions and provide coaching as well. But today, a little bit of a different topic. We're talking about the COVID-19 virus. Is that right, Yoni? Yeah, look, I um, I subscribe to a uh, an amazing woman over in America called Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She has a really cool uh, podcast and blog called Found My Fitness. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, and she, other than just getting great guests on, uh, it's very... It's very um, uh, sort of m medical related, you know, but she also has nutritionists, dietitians, um, all sorts of different people on her podcast. And um, she's just great at getting um, getting through the science and the, um, the research behind things and uh, uh, blogging about it and, and uh, vlogging about it in a way that um, is you know, a little bit easier to digest for, for most people. And, uh, and that's why I really enjoy following her. I subscribe to her newsletter. It's a, it's a paid service, but it's not a lot of money. If you're really into looking at um, up-to-date research around uh, pretty much everything to do with health, um, uh, then it's a great idea. But, you know, I thought that I'd share, and I'm going to figure out a way of linking this into today's uh, email so that you guys might be able to. I'll find out wh um, whether she's got this up on her website. And if she's got it up on her website, I will, I will link it um, because it, there's a really, really great summary and breakdown of the current um, most up-to-date research on SARS-CoV-2 virus, which is the coronavirus as we know it. Um, and I just thought, it, you know, it, it would be motivating for all of us. Uh, Rad and Richie haven't seen this. I literally opened the email. It only came through um, early this morning. And I read through it uh, in its entirety whilst we were doing the live stream before to get myself up to date. Um, one thing about Rhonda is that she uh, she likes to write. So her emails are often six pages long or several pages long. And uh, But if she's really, really good at explaining things. And that's why I think um, it'd be great for you guys to follow her. Anyway, um, 
there's a lot being thrown around. Um, uh, Rad and I even had a discussion this morning about a friend of ours who's talking about the fact that they've already found a cure for, for um, the coronavirus and this and that. And there's, I think there's still a lot of people in quite severe denial about the severity of what you know what's going on and why it's impacting us so badly. And, and there's also a lot being said in the media about how severe it is and all that sort of thing. And if you just watch the media and the news, it's quite easy, as I, as I spoke about in my... Uh, in my email yesterday, it's it's quite easy to really get qu um, quite depressed about it all, and I, I have even found that I've been suffering a lot of anxiety. Um, but at the same time, you want to keep up to date with what's going on because that's when you find out whether the business has been closed or whether your business has been closed or whether you can still go outside safely and all that sort of thing. Anyway, um, to cut a long story short with this, because I don't don't want it to take up the entirety of our um, discussion. Uh, there are multiple agencies and um, clinics around the world were in, in pretty much every country, in Australia, in the US, in Europe, working on uh, medication, vaccines, things like that to fight um, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And they're having some pretty good breakthroughs, you know, like there is a lot of progress being made. They're finding that one of the, one of the um, uh, uh, research articles that I was most um, interested in is where uh, it's, it's a f um, pharma, uh, pharmacological therapeutics study um, it was published, let me see if I can, in the Journal of Antimicrobial Agents, and they've found that a common drug, uh, I'll see if I can pronounce this right, called hydroxychloroquine, uh, which is basically used to fight rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. Um, uh, she sort of goes on here to say that it, it, in 2017, it was the 128th most prescribed medication in the United States, meaning that, you know, what you got to understand is even though they're developing new drugs to try and combat this, uh, they don't always know what the side effects and the repercussions of those drugs are going to be in humans. So they've got to go through these extensive animal trials first. Then when they feel it's safe enough to move on to um, clinical trials on humans, they do that. And that can, you know, that sort of stuff, that's why they're it's going to take 12 to 18 months to get a vaccine, you know, because they can't just, and then uh, they can't just blow something out in, in, and mass produce it and then find out that it, you know, like in um, uh, I Am Legend turns everyone into zombies, you know. <laughs> uh, we don't want everyone turning into zombies as much as I don't think that's possible. Um, they don't know that the, 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 va the vaccine or the drug might be really harmful to people. It might, um, it might, is there something going on with that camera? It's no. flashing, no? Um, it might uh, counteract with other drugs, other medications that people are taking. You know, there's all sorts of stuff like that. So we just right, have, Richie? we just have to... Um, we yeah we just have to uh, take all of that into consideration. So it's a process, but what they're finding is that this drug and the reason why I pointed that out that you know it was the 128th most prescribed medication it's already in circulation and it's already being used and there's very there's very little or, or maybe even no side effects. Um, uh, it has very few side effects. They talk about here. She's linked a Wikipedia article that provides an overview of hydro chloroquine, hydro, hydroxychloroquine, I've got to pronounce that right. Um, 
But anyway, what they're saying here in the study is that uh, it, it pretty, when it was combined with another um, antibiotic, it had a 100% success rate in curing SARS-CoV-2. In, uh, they they um, basically found here, I think after six days, four to six days, uh, yeah, here you go. So um, they were given this dr this combination uh, daily for six days. Some patients also received uh, the antibiotic. Has been shown to have antibiotic. And and after the um, sixth day of treatment, they were tested. Now, seventy percent of people who just got the drug were cured, whereas only twelve point five percent of people that didn't get the drug were cured. But in the combination of the the drug. Uh, which, as I said, they, they've been treating um, rheumatoid arthritis with, when it's combined with this antibiotic, it had a 100% success rate. So, you know, and that's just one study that's being conducted around the world. There are heaps of them. And so we are making some really, really great progress. And um, I think... Uh, what excites me most about that study is that it's it's using stuff that's already on the market, so we don't have to go through that process of sort of 12 to 18 months of producing and clinically tri trialing um, uh, uh, something new, you know. Um, and I, I think that that's really motivating, and I think that that's something that we should be um, also uh, aware of and focused on, you know, because it's not like the, the, it's not the end of the world at the moment, like some people, and, and I've certainly felt, you know, if you just watch the news every day, you might start to think, um, it's like the world's ending, you know. But it's also important to watch out for being on the other end of the spectrum, which is, um, there's so many people that are just palming this off. Yeah. They're, 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 like there are still people that when you tell them, uh, you know, that the gym's closed, they go, what? Why is the gym closed? That's so stupid. Uh, you know, wh wh why, should, why should that have to happen? And um, just completely, completely ignorant to the severity of this um, situation, you know, and we've got some, um, you know, some people are, are posting some really good stuff on Facebook saying don't go out, you know, respect the restrictions that are being put on us and, and so on and so forth. And then you've got these idiots that are going down to Bondi Beach, um, you know, a week ago being on a packed beach, being, you know, feet away from thousands of people. Um, and I, I think it's, uh, I think, I guess maybe what we're trying to do here is, is, is trying to bring people to somewhere in the middle there, yep. you know, to understand the, the severity of the situation, but also to not be sucked into the doom and gloom of it. Yeah. Uh, well, understand this um, and, and respect the severity, yep. you know, but also know that if we behave in a responsible manner and we let the scientists do the science and the doctors do the bloody doctor's work and the nurses on the front line respect how hard they're working to keep us you know i i did a post last night where there's a viral post circulating of um selfies of nurses after their 12 13 14 15 hour shifts um, you know, they're getting sores and welts on their face from the masks being pressed because these guys have to have airtight masks on their face. So it's really, you know, punishing their face for mm. 12 hours a day. And, you know, then scenes in, in Italy um, where, you know, these doctors and nurses aren't going home. So in many cases, they haven't been home for five or six days. They're not sleep. They're sleeping on the floor. There was all these photos circulating yesterday of, um, you know, 10, 20, 30 nurses lined up in a hallway sleeping on the floor to try and get a few hours of sleep between shifts, you know. Um, 
it's a it's it you know our disrespect for their hard work that's what you're doing when you go out and disrespect what the government is trying to impose with uh with restrictions of movement and, and social distancing and all that sort of thing you know yeah. and yeah. um and i just think like if you if you th if you think that this is media hype and if you think that this is um, hyperbole or uh, whatever the, whatever the, however you pronounce that word, then you need just imagine having to explain that to one of those nurses. Imagine trying to explain your standpoint to someone on the front line of this who's risking their life with um, constant regular exposure to a virus that basically has like a viral load the more you're exposed to it the more chance you are of dying, dying from yeah. it you know yeah. um try standing in front of those people and telling them that you think this is hyperbole yeah you know because yeah. <laughs> if they don't give you an uppercut i fucking will yeah. you know it's just it's just disgusting and it's 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 not right and um you know conspiracy theorists among us are going to sit there and say that it's it's all hype and it's some stupid conspiracy theory. I've even heard some bullshit from my own family, you know, that that um, I just think, like, could you say that to someone who's on the front line who hasn't slept for days trying to keep people alive? Now, another, th another rumour that I've heard that I'll just address is that, you know, um, Italy has a substandard healthcare system in comparison to ours. The place where this is most affecting Italy is the wealthiest part of Italy. It's there, there is no substandard healthcare there, you know. So um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's you know you need to be aware of this. Now, there's one more thing that I thought we'd clear up, which is really nice. What um, what she's done in this email before we completely move on from this which I think is really helpful, is to just basically um, uh, point out the stability. She writes, she's got a whole paragraph here, which I'm just going to read verbatim um, from the stability of the mm. SARS-CoV-2 virus. And she links the study here. A new study published in the New England Journal of Medicine found that the SARS-CoV-2 virus was de um, detectable for up to three hours in aerosol, meaning air, you know, when someone coughs and the little um, uh, droplets are floating around in the air. Uh, up to four hours on copper surfaces, up to 24 hours on cardboard, and up to two to three days on plastic and stainless steel. So this is new data. This new data provides valuable information about the stability of the virus and suggests that people may become infected through the air and after touching contaminated objects. There's been a lot of... Um, misunderstanding around whether it's um, airborne the virus and things like that um, this really highlights the importance of hand washing and cleaning surfaces that are commonly used in households cleaning surfaces with proper disinfectant was shown to decontaminate the virus now she's gone on to list a uh, um, a list of disinfectants that are effective against SARS-CoV-2 virus and again guys I will try to link this because I'm fairly certain this will be a blog on her website and I'll try and link that for you in my daily email so you can go through and have a good good look at this but it really goes on to show she even goes through to talk about the types of face masks that are appropriate to use to protect yourself and all that sort of thing it's a really really great um, informative um, article here you know so um, yeah, you've got you've, like, you've got to be aware. Um, the reason why they're social distancing is because it, it creates there's less likelihood of an infected person 
touching things where the virus is going to sit on. There's less likely for an infected person to cough and breathe and sneeze, aerosol into the air that has the uh, virus in it. You know, it, it, is, it is brutally important that we understand this. And, you know, as a business owner like that, that's been shut down as a result of this virus, um, we re we're relying on people to take this seriously because the longer people don't take it seriously and the longer people don't follow the guidelines that the government and the doctors are coming out with, uh, the longer we stay closed and the more likelihood we never reopen. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and that's just us, you know, there's the rest of the world that's as well. Right. The Australian unemployment just hit uh, 2 million. Um, we're in a country... Suspected 2 million, suspected yeah, that's what they're million. estimating. We're in, a, yep. we're in a country of about 25 million, which means we have almost have a 5% uh, unemployment rate. Um, and it's only going to get worse. Well, um, they, they, they believe by the end of the week it's going to be up to about 11% yeah. unemployment. It's insane. And that's, it's you know, it's, it's the same in so, America. It's so, the same all over the place, you know. Yeah, so, the, the, you know, the, the ramifications of this, of people not taking this seriously, like if we don't come together as a global community and really take this seriously, we're going to be in serious trouble. Uh, this is going to last for a long time. Um, yeah, it's full on. It's full on. Take it seriously. Yeah, that's right. And we need everyone to take it seriously. It's not just about, you know, you um, self-isolating. It's, it's about the way you communicate. I still hear, and the reason why I'm trying to give you guys some factual um, information here is because I still hear so much bullshit being thrown around by people, you know. The types of communications and the dialogue that is occurring, it's natural for people to panic and it's natural for people to, um, you know, to be fearful. But I I think it's unnatural for people to bullshit, yep. to spread rumors that's just total horseshit, like um, uh, some of the stuff that I'm hearing, you know. And it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't um, benefit anyone to be spreading false information. No, and it's not. And people do it all the time. Like we get it in um, in our industry all the time. You know, in in our industry, there's this term called bro science. You know, because people people in the gym. Um, you know, just say something as though it, it, it is when there's no factual um, evidence to support it. And they call that bro science. And people laugh at that, you know, in our industry. And, you know, people like Yanni and Richard and I who do our very best to, to not spread bro science. We laugh at people like that. But in a situation like this, the bro science that's going around is literally lethal. It is, it is killing people. It is spreading a virus that is... Um, it's either spreading a virus that's far more deadly um, than we've seen before or it's spreading hysteria and panic that can be equally as destructive um, in its own way. And, you know, yeah, we are hearing people say, like, Yanni, I mean, look at the information that we're giving you. We're not saying, oh, you know, we read on this last night or whatever. Yanni's reading directly from an email from a reputable um, source. Um, but when people are going around and saying, oh, you know, this is, it's fine, it does this, they've got a cure for it already, or whatever it is, like, get real, guys, you know, get real. Um, what, stop. Um, what I suggest and what Rad and I and Richard are really big fans of is to be very selective of who you get your information from and keep it very small. You know, I have a select few people in our industry in personal training and in fitness, health and fitness that we get our information from. And I know those people and I trust those people. And there's a very real reason why we, there's a clear reason why we, we follow those people. And it's the same with medical information for myself, you know. Was, I, the, the, did you hear that recorded message where this woman 
with an accent, was speaking in English, but she was talking about how she was translating something from Spanish. Did you hear that one? So that was circling around um, social media, and <coughs> I heard about it being debunked before I heard it. So Dad shared an article saying there's this, there's this advice going around social media that's telling people to do this, and it says it's coming from Stanford Medical Center, and it's been completely debunked. Stanford's come out and said that is absolute bogus. We haven't put that, and the advice is baloney. The one bit that I remember was drink water every 20 minutes because the virus goes in your mouth, and if you wash it down your throat, it gets into the stomach, and the stomach acid kills it. And then I was shown that by somebody saying, listen, you have to listen to this. There's some really good advice and the very first thing that said in the recording was and they're speaking from a like a, a point of authority like this yeah, is real yeah. you've got to listen but the very first thing that this woman says is i got this from a colleague who whose husband is a doctor that works at this medical center who studied the chinese research and i'm translating it for you so she's saying I got this from four yeah, different, different people sources. away. Yeah, right. And that's the first thing that's said. And people don't hear that. They hear the baloney that comes after it. You yeah. know, like you've got to get real with yeah, what you're yeah. hearing, man. Now, the last thing I want to finish with is the, the, the importance in this country in Australia. So for, for people around the world, it might be a little bit different for you. but um, <coughs> And this will either benefit you or, or, or need to sort of kick your ass a little bit. What they're finding here with viruses, and this is something, I'm going to read this verbatim because I don't want to mess it up, temperature and humidity. So she's talking about how temperature and humidity are, uh, are a huge factor in the spread of viruses. While the best way to slow the transmission of the SARS-CoV-2 virus is social distancing, the coming of the warm and humid summer months, because she is in America, in the Northern Hemisphere may also give some temporary relief to slowing the spread. So for us in Australia, it's the complete opposite. We're about to go into winter. Some scientists have suggested in publications that both high heat and high humidity may slow the spread of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. While it is well known that influenza virus is more stable in cold temperature and respiratory droplets which contain viral particles remain airborne longer in dry air. Emerging research on SARS-CoV-2 suggests that it may follow a similar pattern, meaning that as the air gets colder and, and the air dries dries up less humidity less heat less moisture in the air the virus can stay and survive longer meaning that it spreads much faster in the winter months so this is not good news for australians and this is why we need to snap out of the bullshit denial that some of us are in and start taking this social distancing seriously now that she goes on to say here uh one study calculated the transmission rate of the SARS-CoV-2 virus could be reduced by almost 50% in the summer months in places where it is humid like Japan. Other scientists think that social distancing measures are also obviously still important during the summer months to slow the virus transmission. So they're not indicating that just because you're going into summer over in America uh, and, and is it Europe? Um, mm. Europe as well, um, uh, that it's okay to, to, to disregard the social distancing. But what I'm trying to say here for us in Australia is it's time to get serious about this. You know, we need to get motivated. We need to get 100% focused and we need to go in with intent and stop walking around acting like there's nothing 
nothing going on. You yeah. know, um, it's really, really important because th the reason why the government is frantically trying to make changes to slow this down is because they know that when we get into winter, if we haven't got a handle on this yet, we're in some serious fucking trouble. And that's why some people are saying that it's going to be tough for the next six to nine months mm. because they're predicting that if we haven't got a handle on the spread of this before yeah. winter, before it really cools down here in Australia, boy, we're in trouble. So don't take this as a negative. Take this as a, as a, as a time, guys, to just go, okay, this, it's time to get serious. You know, It's time to start respecting what the government's trying to do to slow this down. It's time to start respecting the social distancing concept and, um, you know, embrace, like if your gym has had to close down like ours or your local business has had to close down and they're trying to do takeout now or whatever else, support them for doing it, you know? Yep. <laughs> Don't punish them for, for, uh, for, for closing their doors. It's, so, so not, it's out of our control. We can't do it. Yep. And it's in everyone's best interest that we follow through with this, you know? We've, we've even been given, um, uh, we've been pressured by people to just let them come in and do workouts and things like that at our gym and and disregard the uh, the forced lock um, uh, closure of the business and you know um, uh, if we can't do that people are quitting their memberships and you know like if that's where it goes then that's where it goes we can't stop people from doing that and I'm sure people are treating other businesses in the same way but you've got to support you've got to support the community for going to for taking these actions otherwise you know what hope do we have yeah absolutely yep Get motivated, guys. Don't use it as a, as a demotivating piece of news. Use it as a motivating piece of news. We have a strategy in place. Let's follow through with the strategy. Get your daily workouts done. Get your daily dose of motivation and get out there and start taking some serious action against this bloody virus. Let's spread more viral health and fitness than the virus can spread sickness and dis disease. Mm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, team. Well, thanks for tuning in uh, today, and we will see you again tomorrow at 7 a.m. for our bent arm strength workout. It's going to be brutal. It, it flogged me last week. It's a really good workout. So we'll see you at 7 a.m. And as always, share our stuff, please. Share it on social media. Let's get the word out there. Uh, we want to get more people exercising at home in a way that is going to be really, really good for them and really beneficial for them. Awesome, guys. Have a great day. Much love, sense. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay the F away from other people. <laughs> Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.